This is Ringler Radio, where you get all the latest news and information about structured settlements from experts across the U.S. Ringler Associates, celebrating 35 years of successfully helping injured people and their families. Ringler Radio is made possible in part by the life markets that issue structured settlement annuities, including Allstate, American General, Liberty Life, MetLife, New York Life, John Hancock, and Prudential. Now join Ringler Radio host Larry Cohen. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to Ringler Radio. I'm Larry Cohen, the head of Ringler Associates Northeast Operations, and we're certainly glad you could join us again today. Well, my co-host today is one of my favorites. It's my colleague Tony Robinson from the Ringler office in Seattle, Washington. And Tony's currently a member of the Ringler Board of Directors. He also has more than 22 years of experience in insurance, claims, and structured settlements. So, uh, Tony, welcome back to Ringler Radio. Thanks, Larry. It's great to be back with you uh, and our guest. I think this is a, a repeat of a, of a prior pairings we had. So it's great to be here, and I look forward to it. Absolutely. Well, you know, Tony, so many of the cases that we handle are uh, complex, and uh, we've all been involved in those kinds of cases. And, of course, everybody understands that clients in those situations need great legal counsel to help represent them. Well, there's an organization that gives clients access to some of the best trial lawyers in the country and actually around the world. And these member law firms are highly skilled at early case evaluation and resolution. And uh, they also provide, obviously, cost-effective representation. And the organization I'm talking about is the U.S. Law Network. And joining us now is the chair of the U.S. Law Network, Board of Directors, Attorney Cheryl Willard. Welcome, uh, Cheryl. Thank you very much. Glad to be here. Well, you're the uh, managing director also of Williams Kastner uh, up there in Seattle. Tell us uh, about the firm and how you relate to uh, the organization while being in the firm. Well, uh, the firm is a law firm of about 90 lawyers. We have offices in Seattle, Tacoma, and Portland. And we are a full-service law firm providing legal services primarily from a complex litigation standpoint, but also from a business uh, transactional standpoint for clients not only in the Pacific Northwest region, but also we do a lot of work for national clients, and we do work internationally. We have an affiliation with a law firm in China, Hmm. Duan and Duan, which has been an affiliation in existence for 25 years. And so we uh, actually enjoy the ability to get out around the world to do some good work for our clients. That sounds very interesting. Well, Cheryl, how did you first hear about the U.S. Law Network? You know, I was uh, sitting at my desk one day, and I got a call from a then-U.S. Law Network member in San Francisco and started to describe to me what I considered to be a very exciting opportunity. Uh, the, the law firm... Uh, person who called me was basically telling me that there was this organization of law firms around the country, that it was growing, that it needed representation in the state of Washington, and they really didn't have any representation up here. And so asked if I would give consideration to becoming a part of an organization that at the time was more or less described to me as being a national network of law firms mm-hmm. with the flavor of, of having the ability to provide local um, local talent, local skill, and the knowledge of the courts and the knowledge of the juries and and the entire business operation of the region. So uh, after hearing about that and thinking about it, our law firm decided that we wanted to be a part of this exciting entity. Well, sure. How did, uh, what's the process for 
I guess, first of all, getting the firm involved, and, and was it a difficult sale for the firm? And then what process do firms have to go through to to join U.S. law? I tell you what, this is not an easy process. Uh, it's not as though you walk up to the front door and say, hi, I want to join U.S. Law Network, and you're in. Uh, there are some organizations where that is exactly what the case is. But in the case of U.S. Law, one of the things that we do is actually get recommendations from our member law firms about other other law firms that might be well-suited to join uh, U.S. Law Network. Our network has a very stringent and strong standard that we only want individuals and, and law firms in the organization that meet the highest standards of ethics, the highest standards of skill, and the highest standards of camaraderie. And because we look at those factors, we are certainly, I'll just go ahead and say, pretty picky about who we let join our organization. So once once we've gotten a recommendation from a member law firm about another law firm joining the organization, we actually have a vetting process where we do very much like you might do if you're you're getting ready to select a judge to go on the federal bench. Mm-hmm. We interview people about the law firm. We talk to people about the skills and the abilities that they've demonstrated in transactions, the skills and abilities that they've demonstrated in uh, courtroom situations. We look at the quality of their clients and uh, what they can bring to the table to increase the the uh, benefit that we as an organization can bring to our clients. So it's a pretty pretty strong vetting process and then it has to go through the board of directors for consideration and recommendation and ultimately the members uh, make a determination as to whether or not the law firm that has expressed interest uh, after being pointed out by a member can actually join the network. Well, I'm uh, awfully glad to hear you have such a selective process and uh, such a careful process. I think it was, wasn't that Groucho Marx that said, I wouldn't join any club that would want me as a member? So <laughs> I think you have to, you have to always uh, value that selective process. So you, Absolutely. You're, you're whittling it down to only the best. Well, Cheryl, tell us about the mission of the U.S. Law Network. Well, U.S. Law Network's mission really is, and I, I almost like to describe it as, being the law firm next door with the ability to to really and truly give you the national scope. As you probably are very well aware with the work that you do, much of what we do uh, touches across the nation, across uh, continental lines, and across uh, various different uh, nations with, within the various continents. And so when we have clients that need assistance, whether they're coming from South America or whether they're coming from Canada or Europe or the United States, we want to be able to provide to them service that is seamless and across the board uh, without having them have to hire multiple law firms that really don't know the subject matter area and things of that nature. So what we do is essentially provide our clients the opportunity to have a streamlined procurement process for providing services to them. We provide top quality CLE for our members as well as for our clients who are also members of the organization. And we also try to do some other things that uh, we think are important. For instance, we have sponsors like Ringler. Mm-hmm. And one of the reasons that we have sponsors for the organization is to be sure that we have absolute resources for every one of the law firms that is a member 
of the organization in order to be in a position to say, for instance, if somebody needs a structured settlement, we can say we know the right people to go to, and here's the group. We vetted them. They vetted us. It'll all work out together. So we we look at this and we, we say what we really are is your national law firm right next door. Well, obviously, it benefits your clients to be able to choose from uh, those folks that you have vetted uh, that would be helpful to their process as well. And uh, what other benefits do you, do you find that your clients gain, gain from uh, being a part of all this? Well, one of the things that we, we feel pretty strongly about our clients benefiting from is the ability to sit together in meetings uh, on more than one occasion during the year and to brainstorm first among ourselves about trends that we are seeing in the industry, but also to sit with the clients and to brainstorm about the trends that we're seeing in various industries so that we can be out ahead both in terms of knowing what legal services the clients are going to need and also in having them help us to anticipate what would be the good solution for them in terms of responding to those trends. We think that those are are two of the most important things that we can provide both to ourselves as lawyer members and also as to our clients as members of the network. Sounds like uh, obviously it's a national network, but also there's a, you've got international membership and, and, uh, with with a broad group of people like that, uh, that's great. But how important are having are the local ties? You know, you're taking regional firms, so it sounds like that's a real uh, key part of the of the uh, of U.S. law. Well, the local ties really are extremely important. Uh, one of the things that that can happen, and we see a lot of this happening in the world of of uh, legal services today. A lot of national law firms are going into clients and taking over. Um, the representation of those specific clients on a national basis, many times without having offices in any of the locations where they are being sued, where transactions are taking place. Mm -hmm. You and I both know that most of the time the resolution of issues is about relationships. And it's very difficult to have a relationship if you're not on the ground right there knowing how judges think having local knowledge, knowing what jurors are experiencing within an economy so that if they are faced with an issue in a jury trial, you might be much better suited. In fact, you will be much better suited to actually uh, be in a circumstance where you can understand how they might react to a specific piece of information that's presented to them. Knowing about the local economy so that you will know whether or not a transaction that you are proposing is one that's going to sell easily or not sell so easily in terms of zoning issues, in Mm -hmm. terms of all kinds of things that might be regulatory in nature. So all of the things that go with being on the ground and being that law firm right next door is so important. These are very important things, and we feel that as a network, we've we've got that covered. Plus, it uh, obviously aids in the responsiveness. Uh, when things are tied together on a local level, all those features and factors, uh, you, could, you, know, you can respond to the needs of the client, I think, a lot more quickly. Absolutely. Absolutely. I would assume there'd be a, a beneficial effect in terms of the overall cost of representation for your clients as well, uh, if, not, if nothing else in terms of travel. But what, what are the effects for your clients uh, in that regard? 
Well, as you, as you know, uh, cost-effectiveness is very important to our clients, and providing cost-effective service is also very important to us as those who are providing services to the clients. In some circumstances, our clients have been in a position where they have actually been able to uh, come to agreement with um, various members of the organization in order to say, we need this kind of cost in order to be able to do business and stay in business. And we as a network, while we are, while we don't sit around and discuss rates because we don't want to do anything that might uh, not, might be frowned upon under the law, we certainly have a feel for, for what it, what it's like in each region and in each state so that we are, give the client the ability to negotiate and get the best rates uh, for service while at the same time getting the best service possible. Well, let's take a second here and, and, and look at maybe an example. Uh, let, let's say a client has a catastrophic injury and uh, they need help. How does the U.S. Law Network, how would they help a victim like that? What would they, what would they do? Well, let's, let's start starting with a catastrophic injury um, in, in a circumstance. One of the first things that we do is we actually have a group of people within the organization that engage what we call in rapid response. We can be there uh, in, I like to say, a hot minute in order to start to help them to structure their response, not only to the individuals who are, in fact, victimized by this injury, but also to help the company to craft a message and to look at the issues that it might face right from the beginning as a result of this catastrophic injury. Of course, if that uh, catastrophic injury results in some form of litigation, we certainly are in the position to craft defenses and to to look at the issues to determine whether or not, for instance, you need to go forward and admit liability but, but argue about damages, or whether or not this is a case that is not something to which you contributed and therefore you need to really defend, uh, frankly, at uh, full speed, ahead. Mm-hmm. And and then, of course, we also are about evaluating early resolution to these matters if it is w- within the best interest of the client and within the best interest of all involved. And that's one area in which, for instance, you guys come into play sure. because we often turn to you to look to you for issues such as structured settlements and other kinds of instruments in order to help with resolution of these matters. Yeah, especially today with these Medicare set-aside issues and some of the other elements that uh, make make litigation a little more complicated, uh, that's some of the things that we're all now involved in. So as a team, I think we really, uh, all of us, uh, add to the victim's uh, uh, Getting getting the victim, I guess, the best services they can they can possibly get. Well, let's take a quick break right now, and uh, be back in a minute. All right. With more on the U.S. Law Network, with our special guest attorney Cheryl Willard. We'll be right back here on Ringler Radio. Stay tuned. This is Ringler Radio. From Ringler Associates, quite simply, the undisputed leader in structured settlements for 35 years. Ringler Radio is celebrating its sixth year right here on the Legal Talk Network, produced by broadcast professionals. Ringler Associates, the only broker you need. Listen to all the Ringler Radio shows. Just go to ringlerassociates.com or legaltalknetwork.com and click on Ringler Radio and choose a topic. Since 1975, Ringler Associates has provided the finest structured settlement services to all parties involved in the settling of physical injury claims. Experience counts. Over $23 billion in structures benefiting 166,000 injured individuals and their families. 
and one of the few companies that truly enjoys the trust of all parties in the settlement process. Did you know you can download Ringler Radio to your iPod? Just go to iTunes and subscribe to the Legal Talk Network. It's free. We invite you to listen to other shows on the Legal Talk Network. It's free at www.legaltalknetwork.com. Someone's at the door. Don't answer it. Why not? I'm listening to Legal Talk Network podcasts to get my CLE credit in West Legal Ed Center. Oh, I need to do that too. Where do I find them? It's easy. Just go to LegalTalkNetwork.com and pick a program for CLE, click on it, and start listening. Or go to WestLegalEdCenter.com and choose from any of the Legal Talk Network programs available for CLE. Perfect. I'll do that right now. Think you might like to have us create your own podcast on LegalTalkNetwork.com? Go to the website and send us an email. Or just give us a call at 781-551-9960. It's the best move you'll make in legal marketing. You never have enough friends or followers, right? Check out Legal Talk Network on Facebook and Twitter, LinkedIn too. Welcome back to Ringler Radio. Glad you could join us. Well, my co-host today is uh, Tony Robinson from the Ringler Seattle office. And our special guest today is Attorney Cheryl Willard, chair of the U.S. Law Network. So let's continue with our discussion, uh, Cheryl. And uh, Tony, uh, I know you have some uh, interesting question to ask, uh, Cheryl. Yeah, I think it's always interesting when you see a, you know industry group such as U.S. Law Network and, and they're involved in things outside of the, the specific business model that they're looking at, in this case, providing quality legal representation for their clients. So Cheryl, I'm particularly interested in the the diversity initiative for U.S. law, and maybe you could tell us a little bit about that and how it helps uh, not only your clients, but the members of U.S. Law Network. Well, I think everybody who's uh, listening knows that the world is smaller today because of uh, the manner in which we communicate, and that makes the client base that we serve at U.S. Law a, a much more diverse client base. Our clients certainly are about the business of understanding that regardless of what service they are selling, they are selling their services to a much more diverse universe. And so it is important to our clients that we as an organization not only uh, embrace what they have embraced, but also embrace what they are demanding, namely that we as an organization, when we go into a negotiation, when we go into a courtroom, when we come into their their places of business, that we, we look more like they want us to look as opposed to being uh, a, a monolith, if you will, of, of various uh, ethnic groups. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things that we have done is to really push diversity within the organization because it is the right thing to do, but we also recognize that it is absolutely one of the most important things for us to do from an economic standpoint. With our clients requesting that we diversify our organization and have diverse lawyers serving their needs, we as an organization really have reached out within our law firm members and said, we want to be sure that your diverse lawyers are participating in the organization so that our clients recognize that they do have the opportunity and the option to 
use the services of those who are reflective of the community. And in those law firm members where diversity is not something that they've been able to achieve, either because of their geographic location or for other reasons, we are trying to assist them to achieve that diversity by looking at alternative models and means. Sometimes that means that you glom upon the thing that is most advantageous for you in order to attract more people of color and more women into your business. And that might be that you speak uh, in your in your organization 10 to 15 different languages. Then use that skill to to attract people who are different into the organization. Sometimes it means partnering with other law firms in order to achieve that diversity. But it is be, but diversity has become and is uh, a centerpiece for what the organization stands for because we recognize the importance of looking more like the rest of the world. Well, no question about that. You mentioned uh, how small the world is getting and uh yeah, I, I tell you, I, I can't call any company in America anymore without talking to somebody in another part of the world, and uh, and and having those kind of relationships and uh, and and either even language issues, uh, I think, would be so helpful to uh, anyone at U.S. Law. Absolutely. Well, tell us uh, a little bit more about how you give back to the community. I understand that that's another uh, big piece of uh, what U.S. Law stands for. You know, when I took over as the chair of U.S. Law. Uh, earlier this year, one of the things that I said was important to me was that we not just be an organization where we are about the business of providing service to our clients, but it is very important to me that we actually give back to the community. And the communities uh, in which we work are a strong part of and a large part of how we are successful. And, and we as an organization thought very hard about what we could do in order to give back to the community. And we decided after a couple of years of doing some events with Special Olympics that, in fact, we would adopt Special Olympics as our national uh, charity. We believe that giving back to the community through uh, participation with Special Olympics is just one of the things that we can do to make sure that we are doing our part for the right reasons and, and doing the right thing. We are particularly interested in our participation with Special Olympics because in the year 2014, I'm not sure if you know this, but the United States is going to actually have the national games here, and uh, we are very committed to helping to make those games successful. The, uh, the 2014 Special Olympics Games really are about the business of helping to pay for the ability of Special Olympics athletes to come and participate in those games. And so one of the things that we're doing is having our law firms all around the, the United States really get behind this cause. And I have to tell you, it is a fabulous opportunity, and we are pleased as punch that we are a part of the gang. Now, what about what about on the international scale? Do 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 you ha- do you have other, uh, I would say, giving back kind of issues uh, where you might not have them here in America to a diff- to different uh, entities? We we are actually taking steps to look around the world as our organizations are around the world, um, and so we have not yet adopted an around the world uh, charitable. Uh, organization because we've just for the first time adopted the Special Olympics, but it is on our horizon, and so you need to stay tuned to see what that's going to be. Great. Well, I'm I'm kind of uh, interested in getting a little bit more information on the the Special Olympics and your involvement, and just for everybody out there, I, you, I just did some quick internet searching here on 
and uh, 2014 specialolympics.org where you, looks like we can get some more information there. But Cheryl, tell us a little bit more about you know what all is involved with the Special Olympics and maybe how people can get involved uh, through U.S. law or otherwise. Well, if you are not a part of U.S. law, I think you go to the website and actually look for the 2014 Special Olympics. And one of the things that they're doing is 2014, they're hoping to raise $2,014 from each each uh, organization that wants to come in there and give money so that they have 2014 and 2014 from everybody. Mm-hmm. But uh, one of the things we can do from, from the U.S. law perspective is to look to the U.S. law network law firms if you are one of the clients, if you simply want to be participatory, pick up the phone, call the U.S. Law Network contact partner for that specific law firm, and tell them you, you are interested in helping U.S. Law help the Olympics, Special Olympics, achieve its objective. And I think if you pick up the phone, for instance, this past year in Chicago at our meeting, we had a wonderful event at Wrigley Field. And uh, there was an inning of baseball with the Special Olympians, and uh, it was just a fabulous opportunity for us to get to know the Special Olympians. We also did an auction where we had uh, a painter, a very talented young talented man come in and do paintings that we auctioned off. Uh, In fact, I personally bought one and donated it, which I hope is now hanging at the offices of the Illinois chapter of the Special Olympics. Well, that sounds fantastic. And uh, and I understand you said the national games are coming uh, to America in 2014. Uh, Where exactly in the U.S. will they be held? They're going to be held in the state of New Jersey, and it's going to be in the greater Princeton area. Oh, that's great. uh, And it's going to be fantastic. Super, super. Well, it sounds to me, uh, Cheryl, like U.S. law is a, uh, a selective organization of outstanding law firms and attorneys, uh, again, with diversity among them, uh, and also affiliates who uh, have been you know, fully vetted that you feel comfortable partnering with. Uh, with that as a, your organization and with your mission, as you've, as you've stated it, what else do you want to tell us about U.S. law before we uh, sign off today? I think the most important thing that I can tell you about U.S. law is that people who are part of the organization understand that they are dealing with people of integrity, Mm -hmm. they are dealing with people who are friends, and they are dealing with people who are the consummate professionals. And that goes from the member law firms to the client advisors to the sponsors up and down the line. We feel very strongly that we are an incredibly good network, and we do incredibly good work. Well, it sounds to me like, uh, Tony, I think you'd agree. It's uh, a terrific organization. I, I would very much I, w- I would agree with that 100%, Larry, absolutely. Great. Well, uh, Cheryl, if someone wanted to get in touch with you or learn more about U.S. law, how would they do that? Well, if they wanted to get in touch with me directly, uh, they could go to the U.S. Law Network website, and uh, they could actually click on and see a contact partner for each and every law firm that's a part of the network, and just give us a call. Great. And Tony, how about yourself? Uh, they can reach me anytime at uh, 800-344-7452 or, or on the World Wide Web at ringlerassociates.com. And I think all of you out there should know that you can reach any Ringler Associate on ringlerassociates.com. And, uh, you, of course, you can listen to all Ringler radio shows by clicking at ringlerassociates.com or going to the legaltalknetwork.com where you can actually download these shows onto uh, your iPod, your iPad, uh, whatever other iDevice you might want. And you can listen anytime, uh, day or night. And uh, it's a terrific, a terrific tool for all of you. And there are a lot of great shows there. 
So, uh, Cheryl, I want to thank you once again for joining us, and Tony, you being another terrific uh, co-host for us. And now for the rest of you out there, go have a great day. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Thanks for listening to Ringler Radio. In its sixth year on Legal Talk Network, with over a half a million listeners, Ringler Associates, where experience counts. Since 1975, Ringler Associates has provided the finest structured settlement services to all parties involved in physical injury claims. Ringler Radio is made possible in part by the life markets that issue structured settlement annuities, including Allstate, American General, Liberty Life, MetLife, New York Life, John Hancock, and Prudential.